0: We are a trauma therapist, counsellor and a fitness instructor and just like anybody we too will face difficult times, trauma and situations that compromise our mental health.
1: Yeah and as two professionals we recognise the value in talking therapies and counselling as a whole but also the benefits that fitness can provide when it comes to balancing our mental state.
0: This podcast is all about discussing just that and hopefully giving you some strategies to create a holistic approach to improving your mental health. And this episode is about trauma.
1: Yes, I think um, this is going to be a really interesting discussion around trauma. And I think a really good place to start with this one, Natalie, would be to almost to define what what trauma is. Um, I can certainly say for me that um when you think about trauma from a fitness perspective you think about like a moment where you are injured um a moment of like impact like real significant mm-hmm. impact um you know like running and, and tripping and falling or jumping on a box and stumbling or or dropping weight, just something really really impactful like a really significant mm-hmm. moment that leaves you with an injury afterwards. How would you sort of define trauma?
0: Well, just like you, I, I before I did my training in this area, I always thought of it something as in a physical aspect, but it very much can be in a, an emotional and mental aspect. So trauma for me in terms of psychology, it, it's something that changes your brain structure. It changes your body. It can change your whole way of life. It can affect every fiber of your being even. The relationships that you that you have, um, how you function day to day, and even your health. So it has an, a a massive effect, and it can be very subtle over time, or it can be very prominent very quickly. So for each person, it can look different. So it, um, yeah, just like the the like you're saying there with the physical trauma, it also you know and how you would see an injury, it can also have that same effect emotionally.
1: Yeah. And I think the really worrying thing with that mental trauma and really understanding it is that when you do have like a a physical injury, there's really obvious telltale signs. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have a bruise or you have a cut and those things almost immediately stop you from engaging in that particular activity. Mm -hmm. But I guess when it comes to mental health and experiencing uh, trauma-inducing situations, there are often occasions where you don't realize that you are engaged in a traumatic experience, Mm -hmm. right? There's no, there's no instant kind of cut or bang or, or, or bruise, you know? And I guess that can be really, really difficult to even spot the signs of you engaging in, Something that is going to be a traumatic experience yeah. for you,
0: and sometimes we don't even realize that it's traumatic because we are very much in what we call the fight or flight survival response. So, are when when you're in that response, your logical thinking, you know, you can't you can't logically think because you're in survival mode. And so, for people who've had like a one-off trauma. That might be a bit easier to identify because you will have physical symptoms within the body you know quite quickly so if you've had a car crash or if you've had you know a very traumatic death or something like that then that's you know normally you could see that but for other you know um say like domestic abuse for example or let's say conflict and you know from a war-torn country or something like that that's that can be ongoing over a long period of time so if you're constantly in survival mode then it becomes almost like the norm for you so it's very difficult then they distinguish is this normal um or is this some is this a trauma response and i think it you know for that's why it can be so confusing for a lot of people because it is difficult to pinpoint it is difficult to say well no i am suffering here and this is more than what you know what the normal person would expect and i hate using that word normal but um you know, out of the norm, something like domestic abuse, as I say, can be ongoing for a long time, for many years, even for people. And for some people, to say they can have the the signs and symptoms quite quickly. For other people, it could be delayed, and it's for a lot of different reasons, depending on how we're biologically made up, depending on our upbringing, depending on you know our living situation. That can all impact on how our trauma response actually is. You know, so it could be many yeah. years even after something has happened that you may all of a sudden have a trauma reaction and you're thinking, where has this come out of, you know, so there's, it's, it's complex. Yeah, I
1: guess, yeah, I, I guess like, as you say, like complexity is the thing that makes this really difficult to deal mm-hmm. with. And it's, it's really interesting because I think if we all were able to trace back to moments in our childhood, we would probably be able to find, um, you know, anecdotal, uh, scenarios and stories about things that happen to us that have left almost like a a legacy of uh, feeling a particular way or behaving mm-hmm. a particular way now we wouldn't always recognize those as trauma but if you think about the most embarrassing moment that you can think about of your childhood uh, you know or just any of your most embarrassing moment up to date there's a set of responses that come along mm-hmm. with that so you know if you had a really embarrassing experience you probably now and forever will avoid being in that particular circumstance mm-hmm. again you know so if you went out and slipped over in a particular pair of shoes or heels or you know you wore a particular dress and it split um, mm-hmm. you know or you you wore a pair of shorts and went for a run and they kept on falling down yeah. or whatever it might be you would you'd avoid like buying that product again you'd avoid doing that particular movement that caused that trauma you'd avoid wearing that particular pair of shoes Mm -hmm. on you know certain surfaces because you know what's likely to happen so I guess that would be a really um, simple way almost of kind of starting to think about trauma as being um, a response Mm -hmm. short-term or long-term to situations that we've experienced in the past that have been impactful Mm. right
0: well when uh, when we think of an embarrassing situation you know normally you feel that it's temporary with trauma it's it's very debilitating you will know in your body and brain whenever you know it's something that you cannot function in other areas of your life you know so there's a difference from a normal stress response and a traumatic stress response so traumatic stress response is you know you you'll be continuing to have flashbacks you'll be you would be, not not just the avoidance is what I'm trying to say, there'd be an, a whole knock on effect of other areas of your life and I don't know, maybe this is, might be the point they even explain what goes on in the body just so that you can see the difference or hear the difference um,
1: Yeah, so what what would be those physical signs that you'd actually feel and experience mm-hmm. typically. So,
0: whenever I'm explaining trauma to somebody in the biological effects of it, I start in the brain because that's where it kind of starts off within our body as well as in our brain. And so, we have different stru- structures without going into all the geeky neuroscience bit, but I think it's important for people to get to know these words and get familiar with it. We have a thing called the amygdala, and the amygdala, if you can imagine, like a wee security guard or an alarm system, and that's always on alert for traumatic or dangerous situation so when we've had a dangerous situation or something that we perceive might put us under a bit of threat that sends a signal then um to different parts of your body so when that fires off that alarm goes off in your brain it sends a part it sends a signal to the front of your brain your cortex which is your logical thinking area to shut down stop working effectively so you can't think straight and that's the reason why that goes off um you don't need your your logical thinking brain whenever you're in fight or flight or, um, you know your stress response is active. You don't need that part of your brain. You're then gonna get a rush of um stress hormones like cortisol, adrenaline, and with the cortisol and adrenaline adrenaline, they will then make your um vital organs speed up. So that's the reason why people can say you know they I've seen I my heart racing or I've had palpitations their heart's speeding up because of these stress hormones then their breathing might increase so you're going to get faster breathing rates and our body works on systems so the nervous system being the first biggest system within the body then you've got like the digestive system reproductive system all them other systems and they almost become second nature then to the nervous system so People say then, I can't eat properly, um, and that's because their nervous system then is activated. So there's a lot of physical signs there, you know, within the body, within your vital organs. You'll then have things like, if you're, you know, experiencing trauma, you might have um, things called triggers. And triggers could be, um, you might see a certain thing, or you might have a, a, you know, watch a thing on the TV, or you might meet somebody that's reminded you of something, or have a conversation. And your body will go back into that same response as it once did whenever you were in a traumatic situation. So even if you're in a completely different time and space and you've been triggered, your body will have that same reaction. Then of the heart speeding up, the adrenaline going, you know, your lungs speeding up, your digestive system slowing down. You'll have the same reaction. And that's, you know, that's that can happen then repeatedly and people then can have what they call flashbacks where they're actually it's not just like a thought of remembering back to that situation they're actually reliving really it in their body as well
1: so i think flashbacks are a really important one to uh to discuss also because i think for a lot of people they think of a flashback as you know maybe something that you've seen in a film where You get a little picture, a little window, and it's kind of like a snapshot of something that's happened previously, right? But actually with trauma, um, flashbacks can be significantly different, can't they? And they can be, as you say, triggered by situations that maybe don't even relate to the trauma that you experience, but something, you know, becomes a trigger for you that gives you a little bit of a reminder and takes you back. And these can appear and occur at any time, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think the important thing is it's not just about remembering back in, in terms of in your head. You know, this is an imprint in your body. It's not just in your head. Mental health, is ju- it's just not what you think. It's also about how your body, re- you know, reacts to that and the, the, the trauma response within your body and flashbacks, uh, I, you know, you will feel the physical sense of that. You will feel your heart racing, you will feel your you know, your stomach turning, you'll feel the tense muscles, you know, so um we call that somatic experiencing. You know, so you will very much feel it in your body.
1: Yeah, so it's not just that snapshot, you know, that you see in a film where you see something that's previously happened, but it's actually almost reliving the experience physically too, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's you know, it affects your whole well being. Um And yeah very much in the body very much so not just what you think or you know in your head and that's where people can be really overwhelmed by that because it is quite frightening when you're experiencing your heart racing you know um your breathing increasing and stuff like that
1: so how would you say we should view and quickly deal with some of the symptoms you know of, of of trauma they are as we've defined in this episode, incredibly complex and could be both short and long-term. But how would you say we should navigate like recognizing firstly that we have experienced trauma? And what are some of the steps that we could take just in the initial stages to try and put together some strategies or a, a, you know, a plan to help deal and manage those symptoms of yeah. trauma?
0: I think the first thing is knowing that you're not alone. It's really, really frightening when you've experienced something like that. And when, you, when it takes over not just your head, but your whole body, you know, you can be quite off-putting, you know, to even ask for help. But knowing that there is things that can, you know, that doctors, um, counsellors, there's lots of support out there that, that can help you recover from this, you know, so it doesn't have to be debilitating for the rest of your life. So it's about having a bit of hope there. Then you know reaching out. Normally, whenever you've got trauma, you really do need professional help. Then, you know, so it is a it's, it is about finding how you want to deal with this. Is it down the talking route? Is it the medication route? Is it about doing physical exercise? It's really tailoring it then to your needs because we're all so unique in how we will respond and recover. But it's it really is about you know taking a bit of action then and and reaching out and getting the help from somebody else because. We really do need that because, as if you remember, I said the logical brain's not working effectively properly. So, you know, you need to get that somebody else to come on then and support you with that and help you recover.
1: And do you think that we should initially go via a GP? Do we need to Google and look for a trauma therapist right away? Or what would you say are the steps that someone could take today if they've heard this podcast and thought, actually those things really resonate with me. I've experienced trauma. Perhaps some of these signs and symptoms that I'm getting are indicative of the fact that I'm suffering. Um, What should I do? What should those people do today?
0: Yeah, so the GP would be a good call, you know, they'll know you very well, they'll be able to roll out any physical um issues, you know, that you may be putting down the trauma There could be something related to your physical health, you know, so I think it's good just to get, you know, touch base with your GP, you can take advice from them of what, um, if it is, you know, a trauma, psychological trauma, then you can take advice then of getting mental health support, and what's available in your local area. um if you know that there's going to be a long waiting list then maybe that's where you could look then for the the private route and see if there's trauma therapists
1: um it's really uh interesting because when we think about the things that we pay for generally in life uh they tend to be luxuries mm-hmm. don't they like we have kind of a list of of wants and a list of needs and your needs are kind of the things that we don't really think about, but they're the bills, right? That you have to pay. Um, so those kind of go out and, and, and your tax is taken before you even get to see it. So all of those things are centered around your actual needs, but then we tend to spend the money on the holidays, don't we? The foods that we want, that we enjoy, the entertainment that we want and enjoy somewhere down the line tends to be fitness. Um, and depending on how serious about it you are, you know, will depend on how much money you spend on fitness. But when it comes to mental health, um, I think the majority of us would take the route of going to the GP first. One of the reasons for that, of course, is it's a free service. So we almost feel like there's nothing to lose by doing that. But is it important to really think about potentially going down a private route and actually investing? in getting a professional that's going to support something as precious and valuable as your mental health? What do you think?
0: I think it's important that, you know, it's not everybody can afford to go down the private route. If you can, then definitely I would encourage it because, you know, the, this won't go away by itself. And it really is about, you know, investing, investing in your, your well-being, I think, as you're saying there. You know, uh, you, we invest in our holidays, we invest in other things, but our mental health and our physical health is so important as well um not every gp as well will have trauma therapist and they're and you know it it depends on where you're where you are in the world um and if trauma therapists are available in your local area so sometimes you know if you know that you need that specialist help you may have to look at other options like the private route so it's really down to the individual but again you know it's um it may be something as you say to invest in um invest in your well-being invest in yourself because this won't go away anywhere
1: yeah and I think that's a, a really good message to round off this episode I think not all investment necessarily needs to be monetary you know just the investment of time sometimes is really important and there are you know resources that we can access um, just by using the the internet you know um, there are people friends free services um, like the Samaritans for example like your GP service if you can access it that are available that if we can really just take a moment to invest the time in we can you know maybe start to put together a plan and have an idea about how we can best cope with some of the traumas and experiences that we've had that often make us feel low right and uh, I think it's in important just to round off by saying that everybody has the ability to experience trauma and everybody also has the ability to to take steps towards dealing with it so if you have experienced trauma as Natalie said at the top of the episode understand that you're not alone you won't be the first person that's experienced trauma and certainly won't be the last person so you're certainly not alone but what's really key is to recognize those signs in the body and to seek some support where you can actually see that it would be beneficial for you moving forward to be able to really deal with some of the things that might be debilitating and might stop us from functioning in our normal state day-to-day so thank you for listening thank you for tuning in hopefully just by listening to this podcast you'll have a better day today so look forward to seeing you next time
0: thank you everybody for listening take care have a good day bye bye